All right, everybody, welcome to episode 45 of Here for the Truth. Today, we have an incredible guest for you, Sammy Richard, who we'll be bringing on really shortly. Just as always, a few announcements, a bit of housekeeping for all your divination and tarot needs. Please head to joelrafidi.com for any specific human design readings or if you're in the LA area or after some body work, please reach out to Eurasimos. Um, our latest upload with... Ali Kazek, if you guys haven't caught that one, is on Rumble as YouTube gave us a strike and a ban. Um, not surprising, every trigger word imaginable is, is dropped in that episode. We'll still be on a week ban by the time this one comes out, so you might be watching this one on Rumble too, um, but we'll get these on YouTube as soon as the ban's over and possibly in the process of building our own website just to make things easier down the line as well. Our community call is going to be this Friday, 9 a.m., for Australians, Eastern Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and 2 p.m. PST um, for 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 United States. Um, as you can notice, if you're watching this episode, I got a bit of a black eye. was on in was in a little bit of an altercation over the weekend. Uh, you can check out that story on Instagram. And also, my Sydney people, the Sydney Millions March Against Mandatory Vaccinations rally is happening this Sunday. I'll be performing come say hello it's going to be an incredible turnout and this is this is the moment so without further ado we'll bring on sammy now all right guys today we have sammy richard in the house let me read to you a little bit about sammy sammy is committed to a life in service of truth and alignment with divine law he uses his own personal experience, research, and intuition as a guide to explore reality beyond the narrative dictated through society's conditioning. This reality inversion disempowers the individual in favor of a collective groupthink that rewards compliance and limits human freedom and spiritual sovereignty. This is the basis behind his initiative, Shifting Timeline, that provides tools to help shift down a new trajectory in alignment with the individual's highest evolutionary potential. Sammy, you're talking our language there. 100% man. Welcome to Here for the Truth. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure, man. Um, first thing I'd like to just get into with you, just a bit of your backstory, your, your own personal evolution and awakening journey, major rites of passages. How did you get to become who you are today? Right. So I think I've always had this kind of inner knowing that things aren't what quite what they seem. I, I wasn't as conscious of it growing up, but it manifested more as a, a resistance to authority at school. Um, I was always quite a clever kid, but I think that intellect was more an intuitive intellect, which luckily favored me in, in in exams and things as well but my ability to conform to authority I, I hated it all the way through school and, and that, that that led to a lot of conflict with teachers and things and and so I've always had that curious mind about the structures of society and the education establishment to me just felt like a waste of time it felt like I couldn't express my authentic self and going into secondary school over here, you know, it becomes all about ego and conforming to groups. And to yeah. me, I didn't like that. I, I felt very individual and I had my own interests and things, but obviously we have to join these cliques and try and conform and fit in. And 
going through those stages and then becoming aware of them later maybe in my late teens enabled me to see that you know that there's more to life than meets the eye and that curiosity led me to questioning the bigger picture I suppose looking at society outside that bubble of the education establishment and actually starting to question all industries I suppose and gradually the, the penny just dropped and things fell into place and I just kept getting this confirmation of things that I was curious about and then it just hit this point where it was like okay there's no going back now <laughs> like I'm aware that, that, that there's this force at play here that's manipulating humanity I, I, I got quite invested in politics for a while especially what going on overseas and all these unjust wars and and it just it was horrifying to me that people didn't want to like look at the reality of it um so yeah it was dark that time i suppose it it, it it was a big transition to go through at that age being quite young still and seeing things so clearly and you're not as tuned into the spiritual aspect then so you're seeing it through like oh my god we're just being completely controlled by psychopaths and there's not much we can do to control it so i had to carry that around with me and i couldn't really well, i could but i felt i needed something i needed to express it so so I, I tried taking to social media and obviously that came with its whole set of challenges with friends and, and stuff and i just didn't care I was, I was just like speaking this truth is the most important thing and from then on really it just became a complete reevaluation of my life and letting go of things that weren't serving me and, and just continuing to, to to live with integrity and that's led me to where i am today now actually following a higher purpose i'm really grateful for that whole transition really because at this stage in this process of the human cycle i think having this awareness is going to serve us in the coming times if not already so that's where i am today where when um like what was the timeline around this and were there any major events or major things that you researched that really like shined a light on things for you that were big aha moments yeah um I remember at university, I, I, I ended up dropping out of university, but I, I restarted again the next year after a break because I became so disillusioned with education. And I knew like it was pointless, but I thought, you know, I've come this far. I need to stick it out and at least get the degree. I, I majored in psychology, um, Bachelor of Science, psychology. And during that time, that's when the research really happened you know I, I had I had a close friend and we we went deep into things but a lot of it was just done on my own really and it, it was it, it was your more basic conspiracy stuff I suppose the music industry the mm -hmm. politics again and it was just tying these threads together of all these different industries I remember one real breakthrough moment was just looking into the satanic music industry and I, I was just like hang on a second why like all these good people dying early like uh, the, the greatest singers performers of our time there has to be some connection here. it's not a coincidence yeah. and I try and open up that conversation with people but of course they just want to disregard it as just being coincident but I was like nah something's up here not just within the music industry but but all the industries at large then you have like JFK, you know, the classic conspiracy <laughs> stuff, really. But once the penny dropped, I mean, 
I was, there was no going back for me. I didn't want to go back as much as it was overwhelming to me. So I just kept going deeper deep down the rabbit hole. Then I started, once I understood the whole establishment, I started learning about the banking system and how everything funnels through this central banking system. And you know, the hierarchy of control that leads right to the top. And then you learn all about the symbology and, and the secret society. So I just kept going up and up. And then I expanded beyond that. And then eventually I broke into the realms of the occult and the esoteric side of things, which was really insightful for me because it, it made me understand that there's, it's not just this physical control system. There's actually manipulation of, of our, the fabric of reality going on by these occult magicians, I suppose, that have this knowledge that they've kept away from humanity to keep us dumbed down and docile. So I had to break through all of these layers of, of the control system and I just wanted to keep going and going. And then that would lead into new age spirituality, if you want to call it that, yep. which was a positive shift into new age spirituality. It gave me that sense of comfort and relief. And I wanted to cling on to that for a while. I started associating with those people. But after a while, you know, even that just turned out to be another trap. And yep. it just went on and on and on, really. And now I just synthesize the best of everything, really. And I know to just trust myself and to just take all the elements of truth and apply it within the framework of my own perception. And if other people resonate with that, great. If not, then mm -hmm. I can't force them to learn things that they're not ready to learn. So I've become comfortable and accepting of the fact that I can't force anyone to do anything, really. Absolutely, man. Um, uh, such a such a classic journey, um, and it's one that I, I I echo similar sentiments in my own life. But it truly is the moment where you realize um, you being the individual as the, as the primary modality to to understanding any of this and having all this information come through your own personal lens and your own personal filter, and beginning to trust yourself and trusting what you've learned and trusting your own intuition as opposed to consistently, you mean, outsourcing or, or I know this piece of information or I resonate with this person or, or whatnot. And finally, you're able to realize that the, the, the primary paradigm and, and agenda that's enslaving everyone really is this, to me, it's this ideology of collectivism, which is their, what they're using to blanket people into this control system um, by forcing us to be reliant, constantly reliant on a system or on someone else. And most of us are lacking that inherent trust within ourselves to actually break through as you have. Um, what would you say about that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that links to the, the hive mind, doesn't it? The collective hive mind, which links to the communist ideology of, of funneling everyone's mind into one central viewpoint of the world, which is an inversion of of the true principle of individuality where we evolve as individuals first and then we come together as a result of that but we've been led to believe that it's the reverse that we all need to conform to one specific viewpoint and narrative of the world which obviously is a manipulation because we haven't reached those understandings of our own experience we're just following what an external authority is dictating to us and we know throughout history when we do that, the outcome's always the same, but we haven't learned our lesson yet. So 
this is that next point in the cycle where we're being given that opportunity now to realize that the solution isn't out there in this collective domain. It has to be found through us first. As cliche as that sounds, it really is true. We have to follow our own truth first and foremost. And the more we do that, the more we do reach an objective understanding of the world. People think, well, if you just follow your own truth, it's just subjective, it's not the truth. But when you're accessing that real intuitive awareness, you do get led to the, the truth on the outside. You start to come across the right information because yeah. you, you, you've broadened your horizons now beyond what you're being fed from all these mainstream media sources and you're able to discern the truth better. And yeah. we, we don't have an obligation to prove that to anyone. We can try and plant the seeds where we can and show people the research, but unless you've been able to thread, tie the thread together yourself, then the penny won't drop for you. So exactly. unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. we're just in a position now where so many minds are just heavily plugged in to, mm -hmm. to this. It's, it's, it's a severe mass mind control program, essentially. And it's not just happening with celebrities and people on the higher echelons of society. It's happening, the battle's working through all of us. We're all in this mind control. So we, as many of us need to just break out one by one and that that momentum will start to build and i'm seeing that already yeah it definitely feels like um whatever period this is whatever 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 phase we're going through that it is more fertile than ever for the individual to, to break through and have some kind of reclamation because on on the other side of things like things seem very, very obvious, right? Once you exit the collective, once you're, once you're standing outside of it and, and really viewing that hive um, for, for, for what it is. And uh, you're right, because the whole thing about walking the authentic path is trusting yourself, is trusting that, you mean, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And this is how we ultimately build discernment. And it's that unconscious obligation to have to prove ourselves to the other, which often prevents us from, from owning our individuality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're, we're all in a position now where we know people that aren't seeing things through the same lens as we are. And it's very frustrating because these people are closer to home than we would have liked. And before COVID happened, I think, we would have all assumed if something so big happened like this, that we'd be able to get through to, to these people because we, we believe there to be this trusting bond. And it's like, well, why yeah. are you believing authority over me? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like I, I, I'm supposed to be someone that you trust, at least listen to what I'm saying, at, at least have a look at the information and then do with it what you will. But even getting people to that point of, of, taking a look at properly at the information they don't want to do it so this this is a real turning point now in the collective where we have to make peace with that and mm -hmm. understand that we're all on a unique soul path and we can't just conform to this idea that we're all the same just because we're part of this collective species we're all undergoing a unique process and it's important that we have a close connection to our friends and family and we try and find compromise and middle ground, but we have to establish that balance between upholding healthy boundaries and doing our bit where we can to try and assist them. So that, that, that's, that's the delicate balance we need to try and strike at the moment. 
how do you, how have you navigated that over the years? You know, because I think we're all in a similar position where we've gone down these rabbit holes. We've gone on the individual path and, um, you know, we're growing in ways that uh, have supported this whole process for us. But again, we're individuals, we have different families, different friends, different cultures. Like, how has it been for you um, as you've been speaking out in the past, but even just in the last two years, like have, have people unfollowed you? Have they disowned you? Like, what has it been for you? Like, what has that process been and how have you come to peace with it? Um, yeah. So it, it was actually easy since last year because I'd already done that cleansing process. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. <laughs> um, I get I've refined my environment to be more reflective of me at, at that point. It's like I was already prepared for something big to happen. I, I never expected it would unfold just like that. I don't think anyone knew would be hit mm -hmm. so hard. But there wasn't any of these entanglements that, that were holding me back. So I felt quite free at that point to express my truth. Uh, and that's what I did. There was no barriers. Um, last year, I just came full throttle. I didn't really have, I didn't really mix my personal life with my expression of my truth anymore. I used to try and, and combine the two. So I would just speak my truth openly to anyone, all my friends in the past. Luckily, I have some family members who are aligned with, with, with the right side as well. So I'm fortunate for that. But the initial clearing process happened quite a number of years ago now and that that wasn't easy i know secretly people had these these opinions and it, it it's hard to reconcile with the fact that behind closed doors i know they think that i've, I've probably gone mad <laughs> but you know okay. uh, you just have to come to terms with that eventually like yeah and i had to make some difficult decisions with people who i was close to on a personality level but there was this authentic part of me that was just yearning to come out and i couldn't block it anymore i just couldn't do myself that disservice so there were some relationships i had to relinquish in quite a tough and direct way because mm -hmm. there was no other way mm -hmm. and in some senses i just fell off the radar with some people that, that they i just disappeared off the map <laughs> um and i can sit here and say oh, i regret that and i wish i could have done more but i i, I don't the more time goes more i realize actually I, I did the best i could there was no resonating with them so it's yeah i to ignore that it becomes more painful to ignore that authentic call within yourself, right? You just, you just know there's just this feeling where it's like, this just isn't serving me anymore. Like I'm trying to cling onto something just literally just meant to be pulled apart at this point in time. And like, yeah, you think maybe down the road sometime in some distant future timeline that it might come full circle, but it's just at, at this point, you're, you're right. We have to set these boundaries uh, appropriately according to that, that inner guidance. And the thing is too, as you're on that individual path and you're feeling more grounded in who you are and the journey, you, the journey you're taking, like these, these splits uh, or these endings, they, while you're still human and there's a part of you that might be like, oh man, that's, that's, that's tough. You know, it sucks that, 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 that didn't work out, but it's not destabilizing. Like, yeah. like me, like you, 
you know, I was prepared for this to the degree that I was because of all the work I've done in the past and the research and that. And so I already had my groups of friends that I would send things back and forth to each other and talk about conspiracies and talk about corruption and talk about the pharmaceutical industry and talk about the allopathic medical system. It was a part of my life. So it wasn't like, what the fuck's going on? I'm by myself. My whole family and friends yeah. are crazy, which I've met these people, man. I mean, we, I mean, I know I talk about this often, but like, you know, my wife and I, we've been having some, some, some gatherings and there are people who come, they're like, I, six months, I haven't touched anyone. This was last year. Things have changed, but I haven't hugged anyone. My parents like don't want to talk to me. My friends don't want to talk to me. And so like for a lot of people, like this is, this is a major upheaval, you know, yeah. major, major upheaval. And it's what's needed, you know, for some people on their soul's journey, like this is what, this is the contract they signed, you know? And so now what, now what are you going to do? So I hear you, but there's so many different flavors and different experiences. Different people have been sharing their stories and relationships ending and disownings and it's wild times, man. Yeah. And so what I want to ask you is from your perspective, what is happening in the collective psyche at, at, at this time to, to have this catalyzing event come forth in this way? Um, yeah, if we to zoom out and look at the big, big picture here, yeah. this is, this is where we can shift our perspective and view things more positively. This is a necessary part of the cycle of, of reclaiming our free will through activating consciousness. So that unfortunately can only have be triggered. I mean, it's not the only way, but it's, it's, it seems to be, it probably is actually the only way we have to descend into the shadow as a collective and for, and, in order to, 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 to confront the darkness that's lingering in the unconscious, because there'd be no cause to question anything if we just lived a stable life. Yeah. And a lot of people who seemingly have their shit together and are living comfortable lives, they're going to be the people that may be hit the hardest because they've made bad medical choices or bad dietary choices. Not all of them, but eventually there has to be this trigger event that propels us into curiosity and mm -hmm. a lot of people in our position we've we've already gone through that there's been something lingering within us that's made us question reality we may have had a traumatic event that stimulated it so on a collective level we're now going through this collective dark night of the soul if you like to call it that we've already had the first wave of individuals there's been a number of waves but th this is now the real tipping point of the collective where we now have the opportunity to come full cycle having descended in through the dark age in order to reintegrate that shadow by shining a light of consciousness onto it and as we do that whenever you shine a light on the darkness it, it becomes exposed for people to see and that's what we're assisting to do right now those of us who can see we need to shine our light of consciousness onto the truth to enable others to when they're ready and i just think that process is going to and momentum is going to build as this elite these parasites get desperate because they're going to keep inflicting these false flag events on us one by one we've already seen it through the war on terror, all these false flag attacks blamed on the Middle East to incite all these divisions and then bringing in religion into it. And they use that as, as the means to bring in a more surveillance state, didn't they? Yeah. Things changed a lot after 9-11. It was, 
airport security, attending events, things just felt a bit different. So that was the that was the big trigger event I would say for the collective and a lot of people were initiated through that that was a big turning point for a lot of people because for some people it was so clear yeah and then now we've had the next one the war on germs if you want to broaden it to that and it's even more clear now and then we're now moving into the environmental false flags I don't know what they've got in store but we're going to experience some false flag events related to this environmental agenda and probably maybe some cyber attacks things like that and hopefully that'll be the catalyst for the next wave of individuals but the ultimate aim from them is to get us more and more plugged in so that we can't even communicate and share our truth anymore that's why we've seen the censorship just go crazy but I I like to not focus on that aspect I think once we've activated an understanding as an individual, we will just find ways to connect to others. We're, we're a resourceful species once we've reclaimed our awareness. So I am trusting that amidst all of this chaos, the awakening is going to grow simultaneously. So it's a weird push and pull between these two polarities. It's almost like as the darkness exemplifies, so too does its opposite force. And then you're in this ultimate battle now between the light and the dark. But eventually the synthesis between the two forces will have to merge. And that's when we can start crafting new timelines away from this hive mind that's still trying to suck everyone in and plug them in. Very, very well put, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it definitely... I mean, it appears as though we're in some form of an of, of a collective underworld cycle at, at this point in time. Where we are in that journey, I don't know. If we've reached the darkest point, I don't know. I don't personally. I don't. I don't think so yet myself. Um, <laughs> but there's no doubt that it's absolutely necessary, right? Because I mean, without without these things taking place, we would have just been cruising along, never second guessing, never looking twice for the most part. M- m- most people, anyway. Um, and so would you say that the reason that I guess the dark forces seem so desperate now in their, in their, in their attempts is because they're becoming more exposed because they, I guess, come out of the shadows to some extent. And now we can see them the way, the way they play a little bit more, the way they operate a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, agenda 21, right? So that was a key point for the agenda anyway but I don't think they planned for it to be so intense Mm -hmm. you've got the totalitarian tiptoe of David Icke yeah which has been playing out not just in the last century since the Federal Reserve Bank came into effect but long before that this war spans centuries millennia it it, it, we can go into that later another time but (laughs) let's just keep it on what's happened in the last century. Yeah, I think because of the the speed acceleration of technology now, you get an acceleration of consciousness as a counteracting force. So they're like the two timelines playing out and we have to decide which one to align with. So I think in one respect, the speeding up of this agenda is related to the acceleration of AI and technology which means that they, they're getting complacent and they think that they can push full steam ahead now. But of course, that, that could then backfire on them because it's triggering more people, like we said, into this awakening. But 
I would also say, in agreement with what you said, that they are having to rush out of desperation as well because they're seeing this resistance mounting and there's protests all over the world now and that will be their downfall the more they push the more we see things and awaken the more they push and it's just this feedback loop and i believe the good always wins in the end Mm -hmm. how long this process is going to take i'm not sure but we, we shouldn't concern ourselves too much with that we need to just focus on playing our role in the best way that we can and coming together with others to amplify our our resistance and then we're doing the best that we can and we're aligning in the best way with our free will and using it in the best way that we can to change conditions yeah man um what's your perspective on the whole incredibly polarizing left-right paradigm that we're seeing right now we had seen played out in the last two years from a political perspective um such an intriguing topic for me because it's so weird looking back at the whole the whole trump presidency um like was that all part of a deeper ploy from your perspective is there or is there something more genuine possibly there um for you yeah i think the whole Trump thing is still, it's a narrative that's still playing out and no one really knows. Yeah. We've got, there's, there's theories. I've entertained all the theories. I don't like to get too much into what I think about Trump because it's like you said, it's very polarizing. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably intentional, but in terms of the political spectrum and the, the Republican Democrat divide, this is the liberal conservative polarities shifting because before covid it was traditionally the left wing that were anti-authority and now mm. it's moved to the wrong so i think we'd be cautious not to think that this is a political battle and just because now the left wing appear to be the the brainwashed ones that suddenly that we put right wing because that must mean that the right wing of the other party yeah. is a case of taking the best aspects of, of liberal and conservative mindsets and synthesizing them through knowing ultimately what they represent. But when we usher too far in one direction, then we become polarized as a society, even if one of the spectrums appears more positive at any time does tend going one other exactly that playing both sides traditionally they've always played both sides as we know the two-party politics that happens in nearly every country that's all by design creating a 50 50 divide almost because that's what it tends to work out as so i i try not to attribute it too much to politics but i have seen a resistance building in the states that is has been triggered through politics and at least it's caused people to question things so i don't care what anyone says about that i can't see that as being a negative thing if someone's questioning something and using their own brain and research doing their own research then great that that can only be a good thing even if there is manipulation and people exploiting and 
controlled opposition and all this stuff. It really is besides the point, really. What matters the most is that we're engaging our critical mind and actually investigating things as an individual. So, of course, you then get the the chronic right-wingers who are just nationalists and... Well, I'm not talking about them. <laughs> I mean, they've always exist. They've always existed, and they're more like, "Oh, this is a good fight. Let me get stuck in." Right wing, like nationalists, like you know, screw the refugees. That mentality, that that that's always going to be a negative expression of the right wing, which you could call racist. But of course, they're now playing on this racist narrative to claim that anyone who's questioning things is part of this right wing. And that's the problem here that we need to focus on is the fact that they're lumping everyone in this category of right wing just because they're questioning things. That that that's an issue. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I think about the last two years, and anything you question, anything, you are automatically a Trump loving MAGA supporter, Q anonymous, <laughs> yeah. and add four other things to the end of that statement. Like it is just so silly and so funny. And this is where it's getting so outrageous. You know, it's like, oh, wait, I, I actually don't want to take part in a global human experiment. You're a racist Trump supporter. What? I'm just, I just don't want this, this external substance that I don't even know what it is to just be injected <laughs> into my body. And I'm a right wing Republican Trump supporting Q anonymous satanic, uh, you know, whatever. You know, it's just mm-hmm. crazy. So silly to me. But what you said before is right. Like, whatever the reason is, the fact that there are people out there being like, I don't know. You see that last movie or that music concert? That looked like the devil. That looked like Satan was over there. You know, like there, there are people that are just questioning more of this shit, you know, and I, I'm all for it. Exactly. For whatever the reason, I'm like, people are, people are like, yo, did you check out this documentary? That's one of the cool things about the, the lockdown is that people had time on their hands. Hmm. People had time on their hands to just like WhatsApp their friends and, yo, did you check this, this, this uh, news clip? Did you check this interview? Did you check this out? This is crazy people start t- connecting their dots on their own, you know? So I- I'm into it, man. I'm really into it. Yeah, exactly. I mean- so, yeah, we don't, we don't want to get caught up in this mess of politics, even if maybe there is something shifting within the framework of politics. doesn't matter. That There's always going to be a, a force that's going to exploit that. To, to divide us amongst others and we don't want to take the mindset now that all left-wing liberals are like evil i mean i've seen some pretty shocking behavior from them it, it beggars it, it boggles the mind it really does how i i had some of these connections back in you know 2012-13 they were the people that i actually found more common ground with when i was speaking my truth especially in the realms of the war on terror they seem to be quite sympathetic to the middle eastern cause and mm-hmm. that was great so one would expect them to have followed that trail and seen the bigger picture and attributed the pharmaceutical establishment as another 10 same beast right but no now suddenly they're there to protect our health and authority is trying to get us out of this pandemic and anyone who isn't is a t- is the terrorist now it, it, you know we're all terrorists now just just about using our minds so it really is amazing how these dark forces have managed to hijack 
the left wing in such an extreme way to the point where they're so aggressive and and triggered by anyone who challenges anything outside the mainstream narrative. So whether or not that manipulation has been at work from beforehand, I don't know, but tradition, liberal, liberalness tends to equate quite well with communism, I think, because it's easy to turn into communism at least. There's different types of liberalism. Everyone's got their own perception of what it is. Yeah, but it yeah. can be used to bring in communism because liberalism is all about unity and collectivism and oneness. And that ties into the new age false light programming as well, which is all oh, we're all one. But yes, we are all one, but we're also living this expression on this dimension now as unique individuals going through our own soul's journey. So there's no good taking the approach of we're all one because then we're abandoning our individuality at a time when we need it more than ever. So this left wing and new age philosophies or ideologies actually partner quite well together. And they're all being, they're all an extension of this new world order. Ultimately. I'm a, I'm a proud domestic terrorist. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, mate. (laughs) it's 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 so true man um and you just you just wonder like like it's so much more complex than we could ever try to succinctly put into words in 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 this conversation you just wonder how much planning is actually behind it how much control they actually have whereas sometimes i'm just like this is all just fucking an accident on some level you mean there's just idiots back there trying to trying trying to create this ploy um but it's also true what you mentioned, like with, with the new age whole oneness movement. I mean, because what this proliferates is a lack of boundaries, right? And uh, with, with a lack of boundaries, there's a lack of self and a lack of individuality. And we see this play out in the wellness communities, the yoga communities, like for the most part, these people are all for following the collective timeline and doing whatever, whatever, whatever it needs to take um, to appease the quote unquote greater good. Yeah, I would say in, in the, the new age spiritual community, I think it's a phase a lot of us go through in response to understanding the darkness in the world. I'm just plugging my phone in, guys, by the way. Cool, man. So I'll just carry on. Um, so I try not to disregard all the teachings that I've learned during that phase as well, nor, nor just brush people off as being false light because then again we're, we're feeding the division aren't we so absolutely i think they set up these booby traps on the path of awakening because they know people who are disillusioned through politics or whatever they're going to look for some salvation in spirituality and comfort in spirituality so inevitably they're going to come across the new age philosophies at some point but we need to keep asking questions that's the key here we don't want to get stuck in one point of the journey because there's always these these architects of this matrix they're always one step ahead of the game they know the different stages we're going to go through on our awakening so they want to infiltrate it and the new age has been heavily infiltrated if not the whole thing was created but that doesn't mean that everyone in it subscribing Mm -hmm. to the spiritual values of things like positive thinking manifestation all of that is true 
but it we need to balance it with the darker aspects and as well we don't want to just get stuck in this tunnel vision of love and light because then we're not doing the the integration work on us on the unconscious we're not bringing that stuff to the surface to be properly dealt with and then we'll just experience the same control system repeating itself and that's why these empires they rise and fall because we haven't learned our lessons yet so mm. again we just want to take the best aspects of everything and apply it and there is a lot of good people and good stuff coming out of new age spirituality we just don't want to identify with it as if it's some kind of cult it's like there's some principles in there that apply and we need to learn but as soon as we start claiming that we're a new ager or we're this and that again it starts to become like a cult again and then we're dividing ourselves amongst others and then we can become manipulated again yeah man so true and just in my own personal journey one of the most the most powerful teachings earliest on my path was like I guess you could call new age teachings like the Eckhart Tolle's, Ramdas, the Wayne Dyer's, that, that kind of stuff. And yeah, that in the beginning, um, you're right. It was kind of like a salvation. It was kind of like, you know, I mean, wow, this, this feels great. There's like a blissfulness, there's a peacefulness here. And something that worked for me for, for quite a long time until eventually these philosophies, yeah, on a level that begin to, I guess, hijack the psyche and for a long for, for the longest time I, I avoided the darkness right you, you avoid the shadow um accept accept everything resist nothing they, they these kind of ideas that proliferate but at the same time it's just leading you onto the next thing it's leading you into shadow work only if you're willing enough to to actually question it again when when, when you finally get there then there's there's, there's there's another growing point um so on 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 if things play out relatively positively where do, where do you see the evolution of consciousness going going from here i think decentralization is the first step mm -hmm. networking based on who we actually are we all have a unique signature and we need to discover that by clearing these ego programs that are blocking that connection to our authentic self. We all know what we're about, really, when you strip it all back. Yeah. And we all can see where we're, we're operating based on external validation. And sometimes we have these blind spots and we believe we're not acting out of ego, but we are. So we need to be removing this negative ego. We need to be comfortable with ourselves irrespective of anyone else or anything on the outside because otherwise we're just still conforming to an external will whether that's friends family or this authority that, that's just a microcosm of, of the bigger picture that's how authority becomes so consuming because we're looking outside of ourselves so we have to strip it right back to the individual to ourselves and rediscover what our timeline is that's why i created my brand called shifting timeline that is the solution for me we have to shift from that collective timeline the hive mind onto our personal timeline and to do that does entail like you said a lot of shadow work and deprogramming and that's not an easy process because we've got all these ego programs we've been latching onto because they make us feel comfortable they're defense mechanisms to avoid confrontation with the unconscious psyche where we buried all of the unwanted material 
because it hurts too much. Mm. We've all got trauma to some degree or another, whether it's childhood trauma, or deeper trauma, sexual trauma, whatever. And this is what's being exploited. So that's why we're all looking outside for the solution. So the first step really is to take that time to introspect properly, not just to keep speaking our truth. It's not enough. We have to actually engage in the real work ourselves. Otherwise, nothing on the reflection isn't going to change. If we just keep fighting the shadows on the wall, then how are we get, we're not going to shift into a new vibration where conditions start to change as a reflection of the changes that we're making. So as we do that and engage in that process, we naturally start to gravitate to people that align with that frequency. And that's why we have these great conversations like this. This, this is the process that's unfolding already. Yeah. All right, we have to do it through technology. And technology is a nightmare. <laughs> but this is the best we've got to work with for now. So I'm looking to strip away from this technology. I, I take quite a black and white view with technology. I think it, it, it really is the descent into the underworld the more that we hook into this virtual world the more that we're losing our souls essentially we're, we're allowing our souls to be siphoned mm. rather than integrating it within our body so we can connect to the natural environment and actually experience the earth for what it is the beauty that it is and to find that true human connection with others free from this interface of technology which can always harvest our data or build its algorithms or get us addicted and hooked on these social media dopamine hits but we can use technology as a tool in the meantime as we're making this transition i like to be quite idealistic in my viewpoint because it's important that we hold a very strong belief about what we want our future to be even if people think that's idealistic or wishful thinking it doesn't matter what's important is that you genuinely believe in a better future and you're willing to do what's necessary to build it come what may but you shouldn't let in that doubt into your mind that you're not going to succeed because then you're falling back into this negative program and that's exactly how the predictive programming of the agenda works it wants us to subscribe to a reality where we're all just subservient to it and we're not able to craft new conditions with our free will so we need to use our free will appropriately connect with others and let the process unfold naturally and organically, which it will. And it's already happening. And that's what you could call this timeline split, I suppose. The proper splitting into an actual parallel reality. How that's going to unfold, well, I don't think we're supposed to know. But you can witness it in your present life now by just looking at how things are changing for you on a personal level. And if you're largely unaffected by all this chaos, and like it seems that you two have already gone through quite a transformational process already with clearing you know negative connections and stuff so there you go there's your validation confirmation that the process is already underway so we just want to keep building that from the present moment and then all kinds of things could happen we're spiritual beings like there is no limitation apart from what we hold in our minds so we need to just let the magic come into our lives more and more and that will entail descending into the shadow some more and seeing the world seemingly crumble around us. That's going to happen because these guys aren't going to go down without a fight. But we need to find that balance between playing our part to help pull people out of that, but also making sure that we're also doing the 
individual work at the same time and then we will see things change yeah man yeah man um Carl Jung, no, no tree can grow to heaven who doesn't have roots in hell, right? Mm, exactly. I love that quote, dude. Yeah. <sighs> I love I love what you mentioned about um holding holding our ideal belief because even within the quote unquote truth community, it's so easy and there's such a so easy for people to fall into this doom and gloom narrative where the powers that be are all controlling and everything's already set in stone and there's no hope. And we're just on a one track highway towards, you know what I mean? Techno communistic dystopia. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's that's right. Um, because everything's happened so quickly and look how much they've pulled off already, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like what people are missing here is that there's an entire separate collective that is never going to go back in a dark corner. You're never going to put this genie genie back in a bottle, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. the last two um, years of my life man have been two of the best years of my life <laughs> so yeah i'm really grateful like, and, and by nature i am an optimistic person you know i've always i've always had a core belief i don't know where it comes from my, my wife gives like like jokes with me sometimes but where i'm like everything's always gonna work out for me that's just how it's gonna be like, i don't know where it comes from but i really believe that and i believe it here yeah i also can dance in the darkness and I can definitely like entertain some of these things that are happening. And I think I've been built to go down these rabbit holes and to hold space for all the shit that's going on and what these architects of control do. And, you know, all the things I've read, all the books I've read, all the articles I've read over the years. And I still have a positive outlook. Like here we are, three dudes doing our thing, having a conversation, smiling, like, like, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I love it. Like, I, I, I hate technology and I love it for the fact that we can do this. We're in three different parts of the world, you know, US, UK, Australia, and we're having a conversation about some real shit, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree about that unshakable belief. I think that's, that's your spirit communicating to you, telling you to trust it ultimately. And the more you can access that, the more fear diminishes from our life. And it's important to nurture that that connection to, to the spirit because it won't deceive us and lead us astray. We yeah. have to learn to be trusting of that. And that involves, like I said, moving into the awareness of the body, becoming more holistic, not just focused up here in the brain, trying to work things out. That's one way tracking to transhumanism. Yeah. Oh, great, I'm so up here. Let's plug my brain in. Why not? I'm so disconnected from my body. Who cares about the body? It's just this useless machine. But it's so much more than that. That's harboring our soul. That is what the body is. So we need to bring that into the body. And then we will strengthen that trust. And like you said, I, I, I agree. I feel this sense of just peace and trust in the bigger picture. And I know that, that we all have these challenges in everyday life. And sometimes it does just seem doom and gloom. But mm -hmm. as long as you can hold on to that, that seed of trust inside, then... Mm -hmm you will just experience a more balanced life and you will start to move in that direction towards that, genuine yeah. change. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, that's my umbrella. You know, I'm still human. I have emotions. I connect to different parts, but as a general rule, that's just how I believe. And you hit the nail on the head in terms of bringing it back to the body. That, that was my hugest transformation is I'm a body worker. I've gone down a lot of these, 
um, different areas of, of study around that. But once I got into the physical body and viewing the body as a shadow and doing deep somatic work, like that changed the mm -hmm. game for me. Like it was just a complete um, uh, a waking up process of, of the deeper parts of me. So I, I couldn't agree more that like, if you're just staying in your mind and, and you have no connection to the physical body, like even with what's happening in the last two years where we've been conditioned to fear the air, we've been conditioned to fear other people walking within six feet of us. Like I've always believed that human beings are not walking vectors of disease. Like I think always, like I think my mom growing up would be like in Greek, like don't drink out of someone else's glass. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that just crazy to me. Like I'm drinking out oh, no. of glasses. Like I, I, like people are like, oh my God, you got to put like 47 pieces of toilet paper on the toilet. And, and because you're going to catch germs. And I just sat on a toilet. Like I, I just never worried about that. I don't know. I never got any like diseases. I never got like some rash on my butt. You know what I mean? Like from doing that. Exactly. So, so like, I just, it goes along with that whole thing. Trusting the body, trusting the innate intelligence of your body trusting that wisdom and not not succumbing to that fear a lot of it that of course is being programmed into us so i don't know i'm, yeah. I'm into it yeah i mean the the, the real war war is to disconnect us from the natural world and that is our bodies right that, that as we connect to our bodies we connect more to the world because when your consciousness is seated in the body you you, you naturally feel the connection to your surroundings because you're more integrated Whereas when you're stuck in your head, you're not tuned in properly. You are used, utilizing your senses, but you're not utilizing that sixth sense, that yeah. higher sensory perception that only can be found within the body. And that's exactly why they're pushing these narratives. The war on germs, that's why it's so effective. And that's why we're being smothered with this, the mouth breathing back in our carbon dioxide. That's a complete inversion of the fundamental the breath of life. Yeah. Like breath is life yet we're being made to invert the breath so this is how deep the inversion goes it goes right back to the fundamental of the breath so that's why i believe they chose this specific event because the more that we fear the natural world the more disconnected we become the more willing we are to find refuge in the virtual world, safety, security, and stability, and convenience. And that's how they're going to sell it. Same with the environmental agenda. Oh, everything's too polluted. You know, you can't go out into nature more that we carbon taxes, less outlaw fossil fuels. And I'm not saying fossil fuels are good, but they know they're not good. And they're playing on that, that fact, that fact, so that we just pay more taxes and just ban any sense of freedom so yeah you can see how each thing builds upon one another i also like how they're like integrating the scams like obviously the things that are going down in terms of people's adverse events to the new experimental medication and i just read a thing the other day that were they were blaming they're they're blaming the climate crisis or, or rising temperatures in the fact that newborn babies i guess through their mother's breast milk raising temperatures, I guess, are going to create heart issues in newborn babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, something yeah, of that nature that. that just came out. I'm like, are you like, are you that insane that they're going to, well, also what they did the other day, they were saying uh, heart issues in young children are because of excessive or in teenagers, excessive weed smoking. What? 
Like this, of course, these things are happening. People are being injured. And so they're just priming people's subconscious to be like, to normalize it. To like, oh yeah, it's totally normal. Love. They're probably smoking extra weed these days. Or you know what? The climate is changing. Um, you know, that global warming thing. I mean, that's why this uh, two-year-old has a heart defect. It was because of the rising temperatures. Get the fuck out of here. I couldn't believe that one. I couldn't believe that one. The, the, the blank linking climate change to the heart attack. That That's a bold move. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the insanity is just it's so bloody obvious i mean anyone who actually reads that I, it's almost like satire i can't actually believe the kind of articles that yeah. come out since yeah. covid that in the past would have just been pure satire but they're actually real now like. i have to i literally have to preface these things when i send to friends i go someone tell me this isn't real like is this real like i send these articles and i have to search them online and i see them in the actual publication and i go this is ridiculous yeah. and how people can't make many people can't connect those dots because they're so they're so plugged in man and the fear is so strong yeah, and people the- are searching for answers oh yeah that's why that's why my kid is my kid uh, got hurt it wasn't because of me it wasn't because of anything i did or because i didn't research yeah. hard enough it's just what happens this is what happens life happens kids are smoking weed my 12 my 14 year old died it's because he smoked too much weed and played video games exactly they just want a simple explanation for something to avoid that the responsibility for making a bad choice and it's sad to see these parents subjecting their kids to this like they lived in a generation where technology was very much in its infancy so they have the contrast to draw upon so they should know better if you grew up in the 70s 60s 70s 80s 90s even you know you would have had a lot more sense of connection freedom in those decades than we have now but then these parents are just allowing their kids to just get an ipad about five years old and and then they're jumping in their TikTok videos it's all just one big game it's like they should know better they really should and parents who are just jabbing it really is it's crazy i mean on a symbolic level handing over your kid be jabbed like multiple times at so close to birth is symbolic metaphysically of of literally handing your child to like child sacrifice essentially that's what you do yeah that Moloch, yeah, exactly. It's like that, that's what that is. What it is. It, it is it, what it is. It's just. It's not just metaphorical. It is what. That's what you're doing. You're giving it to that that satanic force. It's just packaged differently. You know, it's packaged yeah. for today's age, but it's the same uh, thing. It's it's really exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same with like empires. Like, um, so we had like the monarchies in the past. And then we had the politicians, um, but nothing's really changed. It's the same bloodlines that are ru- ruling as have always ruled. Now we can go a bit further back into history and understand how the dots connect. It, it, it's the same, if you want to call it alien agenda, as it's always been. It just takes different expressions to match the current times. So now the politicians are becoming obsolete. Oh, it's the technocrats who are stepping up now. And that's why we're seeing their immense power of people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Google, blah, blah, blah. It's just a shift in power to a different expression to reflect the times. But ultimately, it's all one long linear progression that's been orchestrated from the start. So, yeah, the costumes are just changing as 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 time and technology progresses. 
Exactly. And that's why they keep calling it our oh, revolution, this revolution, that revolution. But it's actually all backwards, our fourth industrial revolution. It's like, well, no, there's no nothing revolutionary about it. We're just changing clothes. Our fourth yeah. industrial slavery, more like. <laughs> yeah, man. And I mean, back to those ridiculous articles, like if you look into the history of communism, the purpose of communistic propaganda is to insult right? Because if you can believe a lie that's so detached and fabricated from reality, then the trek for you to get back to, to believing and trusting into normalcy in yourself is, is, is such a long haul. Um, and also we touched on, on so many important topics in that conversation, like really all, all this agenda is rooted in the negation of self. If, if we look in the war of germs as the primary body against the self, the climate change, as you mean the war on the, the bigger the bigger body of earth and this goes back to religious paradigms born sinner you're dirty all divinity is completely external to you um this has always been the matter is, is to is to get you to consider your your vessel as as dirty so you don't want you don't want to be there and in this process we refuse to look at our shadows we become disembodied and as we become disembodied we open ourselves up to be infiltrated by all these other manipulative forces because we're not carrying space in embodiment in our actual vessel um so oh, I, want to ask, I want to ask you, what's your process of becoming more embodied? How do you bring your body back into the picture? First and foremost, we need to slow down, bring our attention back to the breath. If we want to take a physical perspective anyway, for me, it was reconnecting to the, to the lower chakras, the 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 trauma that's embedded at the seat of consciousness in the pelvic floor region that tenseness that we have that we don't even realize till we start to breathe properly and connect with the body we start yeah. to feel it all of a sudden and that manifests as emotion negative emotional states in in the solar plexus region so i, I do think there's a lot to be said about these chakras especially the lower three in terms of the programming very much accumulated in those lower areas so firstly we want to drop our consciousness down into that area and attend to the trauma that's um, residing there because that's that's where they target they, they target the sacral region through sexual trauma sexual trauma isn't just sexual abuse it's all this sexual misery programming that we see in culture pornography relationships even it's this disconnect from our own masculine and feminine um, so we need to recognize those forces, how they play out on our body, rather than looking outside in our relationships to fill that void. And this is why relationships are so important, romantic, understanding our romantic relationships, because the more disconnected we are from that energy in our body, the more we seek compensation in another. And that's why so many people are caught in traumatic relationships that they can't get out of and that they're addicted to. So there is that component with reintegrating with the body is understanding the masculine and feminine energies. I'm not talking about becoming a female like this liberal agenda is trying to do. I'm talking about understanding that we all on a spiritual level possess the masculine and feminine components, that the masculine is like the head and the feminine is like the body. So by bringing our awareness into the body, we're learning to connect to our emotional body, the pain body and our intuitive self which is like the feminine aspect of surrendering to the body, allowing the intelligence to activate. And then the masculine counterpart works in communion with that. 
as a servant to it rather than being the dominating force. So there's nothing wrong with masculinity. It's just that it's been too dominating throughout history in terms of the energy of the masculine, not the masculine gender. So there's these two poles of consciousness, the head, the body that we want to bring together. So the mind and the body start to work together in this continuous flux. So that is one way of reintegrating and embodying as well as doing more shadow work because the unconscious resides in the body. It's not just this vacuum in, in, in the back of our minds. It's um, the unconscious is, is trauma is stored in the body, in our muscles. Like you said, the somatic, doing the somatic work. So even simple things like meditating can help to clear that and access that path. Stretching, yoga, running, exercise, walking, spending time in nature, listening to music that connects you to that strong vibration. They're all the foundational things that you can do to become more embodied. But of course, it has emotional, mental components as well. So we want to work from the foundations upwards. Yeah. We want to become more grounded and rooted in our root chakra. And then as we do that, we do start to naturally feel trauma in the sacral region start to come to the forefront to be dealt with. And that, that's a hard part of the process because we're all plugged in. It's that, that's where the energy gets siphoned. Like you said, when we allow these entry points in, when we're disembodied and these, these um, forces, entities, whatever, siphoning our energy they're doing that from that position mainly of trauma yeah. so we need to just work up and as we do that we start to become more attuned with our internal intelligence and then we start to discover a higher purpose and we can then open the fourth chakra the heart the portal and radiate a, a bigger electromagnetic field which then starts to influence the world but that won't happen there'll be a block there as long as we haven't attended to what's going on yeah. in the lower areas. I, I think that's like one of the things with the new age community is like they bypass that, that more grounded, like lower chakra work. And they want to go directly to the heart and be like, I have an open heart and I love everyone and we're all together and we're all one where it's like, you can't, you can't bypass that. You have to get, get into it. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. You could draw a comparison with, the new age spiritual bypassing it is that skipping to that part of the process before mm -hmm. the actual grounding work has been done it's trying to escape into the higher centers yeah. because it's yeah. just a convenient way of avoiding responsibility for what we still need to attend to yeah yeah and at the end of the day like you know human beings we're we're programmed to run towards pleasure and, and run away from pain but the real question mm -hmm. is what pleasure should we not run towards and what pain should we sit with and allow to be allow ourselves to be present with that's the more i think precise question and it's like when you connect to your body and you feel that sensation coming up of whatever and then you automatically want to turn to that that behavior that self-soothing behavior like okay well i'm going to take a moment i'm going to feel what's going on in my body because the first language we had was sensation we're in the womb we're we're not having conversations with our mom in the womb like oh what's up mom how you doing you know we're, we're in <laughs> there agree. and and we're 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 we're, we're like moving with we're, we're connecting we're in this symbiotic sensation relationship and our nervous system's forming and so i think a big part of shadow work is how can we connect and, and build a relationship to our nervous system and sensation and that subtlety. Because 
you know, we have this conditioning and this behavior, whether it's porn, shopping, excessive scrolling, like whatever, eating, all these different things that we turn to, to, to not be with what's present in the moment. Some discomfort, some fear, some angst. I'll, I'll just do this. I'll smoke some weed and then I don't have to feel the angst, you know, or I'll eat the food and I'll feel better. I'll sit on my computer and look like a gremlin jerking off and then I'll be fine, you know, like, so it's just like, how can we really just be okay with what is present? And that's hard, man, because people don't even know that's even a thing. They don't, they don't even know that that's even a possibility that I can just go, oh, now I notice that things happening in me. And then now my, my consciousness is shifting and my thoughts are shifting and my emotions are shifting and I'm going to go do the thing. You know, like it's just, it's happening like this. It just, it's behavior. This is who I am. This is what I do. So it's really coming back to that and noticing and seeing if you can sit with it and see if it dissipates, see if it moves through you. Easier said than done, but that's just one way you can do it. Exactly. And that's why people are so distracted by these society, by society. And this is why everyone's hooked into social media. Like you said, it's this avoidance of the pain of sitting in the present moment, always seeking something to gratify us. All addictions, I would say, linked back to what I just said about that trauma stored in those lower centers. Because when, when we don't sink into that, like you said, understand the way our nervous system's operating, we're always trying to counterbalance it with something external. And that's why some people might like smoking weed because they need to be more suppressed. Some people might take ecstasy because they need to feel up. And it's all just trying to correct these imbalances in our nervous system. But we don't realize that we can actually just do that by turning our attention inwards and stop looking outside all the time and there's so many distractions that reflect that now and that all addictions ultimately have the same root cause and it really is cliche as it sounds it is just rooted in trauma we all have trauma someone who thinks they've got it all together they haven't got it all together no one is free from having to delve in through this process some people might find it easier than others but we all have an imbalance, just the very nature of being here at this time. There's work to do. So the quicker we do it, not the quicker we do it, but the more willing we are to do it, yeah. the easier we can make, yeah. reach those states of equilibrium. And I think what's key too is for people that are on the path or people who think of themselves as being more awake to not get caught up in that. Like we're, we're all, I, I got my issues, you know, I have things that are challenging for me. And it's like important to stay present and be like, oh, I don't have it figured out, you know, because again, I have trauma, you know, my soul, I signed some soul contract that was like, okay, well, you're going to have some blessings and gifts here, but this is what's going to be something that you're going to have to, you know, work through. And it's going to be something that you have to uh, continue to pay attention to, you know, because I think you see that enough too in the, in the spiritual world and other worlds where people think like, oh, I got it. I'm this ascended being. And you're like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, you have to keep the humility uh, at the end of the day of like, hey, like I'm in a partnership or I have children or whatever it is. Like I, I need to keep doing the work. I got to stay present. I can't think that I'm there. I arrived. I got it. You know, and that's not that's not to say like you have to think, oh, I'm horrible. I'm not perfect. It's just uh, it's just being honest with yourself. You know, I'm a yeah. human. This is a process. This is going to go on eternally. I don't know what's going to happen in my next life. Like what's where, where's there? Oh, I got there. I have it figured out. Silly. I think like, it's another balance between like humility and self-belief, self-confidence. Don't want to fall too far into victim mindset or or 
arrogance and yeah. complacency either. It's the willingness to accept that we are still human and we've still got work to do as well, but also to understand and appreciate our strengths and our consciousness and nurture that. Yeah. So that's an important balance to strike as well. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying about not putting yourself on a spiritual pedestal and believing you have it all worked out and falling into this ascension fallacy as if you can just abandon this experience on this planet at this time. We're here, we're still physical beings. Some people might believe they come from somewhere else as the helpers or whatever, fine. Maybe that's true. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. there are people who come with a service and maybe they're gonna return back home, but it doesn't matter because we're here now. This is the experience we're having. And that's all that matters. This, you know, the, like the mindset when people say, oh, this is just another hologram or another illusion. And it's all about just returning home. No, I don't subscribe to that. I think there's so many redeeming qualities of this planet that we, we should embrace. And we shouldn't just see it as this temporary experience that we just have to rush through and get out through the ascension process as quickly as possible. We need to actually embody, like back to the embodiment again, we need to embody the soul the higher self through the body so it's anchored onto this planet so that we're actually radiating our essence into the world and then we are actually making a difference and then great if you're seeing the fruits of your you know embodiment play out externally then that's great validation that you're on the right path and that's important to build more self-belief and trust and the more that you build that the more the momentum builds the more you see the reward and we should all strive for becoming the best that we can without falling into this messiah complex at the same time. Let our actions do the talking. And if we live sincerely with sincerity and with integrity and with humility, then the right people will find us. If we don't, then we might get what we think we want, all the material validation. We might become famous, popular, even in our respective industries. But you can't lie to yourself eventually the truth that you've been operating in ego a spiritual ego albeit will eventually need to be confronted and yeah no there's one, always a reckoning whether it's in in two weeks in three months in 10 years or on your deathbed yeah no one can avoid the shame of inauthenticity absolutely man i get you eventually and the 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 trigger word for there that that you said for me was sincerity sincerity is the lantern that's that's going to guide you most of the time and, and re-anchor you and even get you through, through the i mean through, through through the underworld and through shadow period really embodying what sincerity means how sincere am i actually being about what i'm currently experiencing about who i actually am you know what i mean about what i what i actually went through um that's really potent um and the bringing it back to the whole lower lower chakra concept and the root chakra i think that's just we need to really hone that in because that's so potent and so important and i mean i know it was for me in my life and often we don't even realize how how tense we are or how blocked and how closed off we can be in that area and it was only until i started diving into that work and you can simply do it through the breath as well just breathing deeper breathing as low as possible um mm -hmm. you mean opening the channels through qigong breathing practices or whatnot just to create space in that area for these little subtle programs and traumas um that have been uh, attempting to hijack this area for so long can begin to bubble up and come to the surface 
And that is the hardest and the, and the scariest work when that comes up and you're forced to, to face and, and confront that because no one wants to see themselves in the bad light or have to, you mean, walk through those, those, those thorns and re-experience, re um, I guess, the, the, these programs or even these traumas that, that we've taken on. But moving through that um, is possibly the greatest work that, that you can do to, to really step onto a journey of authenticity and owning who you really are and creating the space for your individuality to actually to, to shine and proliferate and express itself. And to me, that's the pathway is just we're all born to we're all born as completely unique individual beings with different blueprints, unlike anyone else in existence. If we could just own who we are, own the attributes that we came with, right? Without the need to copy or have the mimicry exactly. of being like anyone else. And that's liberation to me. That's freedom is waking up and just, I can just be who I am, right? Yeah, that's what that that's why clearing these negative ego programs is, is important. We're, we're, we, the journey's a spiral, not just linear. We come back to ourselves yeah. as we process and we it kind of rises up and up and up. And each time we come back to ourselves, having gone into the world, experience and learn more, we shared that next layer of ego that's obstructing that connection to the authentic self. And that they're some of the most liberating moments when you genuinely have that shift. Yeah. It's not pretending you've shifted away from ego. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not ego driven. I don't do that. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah. You know whether you're doing something for ego. You might mask it on social media, but there's no point lying to yourself. Like you, you need to just get real and, and honest yeah. about whether you're doing something because you want something from someone else. And that's okay. It's fine to do that. None of us are perfect, but at least be honest about it with yourself. And as yeah. you start to do that, you, you eventually get tired of playing the games and yeah. trying to uphold these fake personas. And I, even since COVID, I've gone through a couple of mad shifts with this these ego deaths. I don't see ego death as an overnight one one time thing. It, it's a repetitive thing. Like I said, the spiral and they're some of the most powerful transformations I've had where I just no longer give a shit anymore about doing anything for any other reason than because it aligns with my integrity. Yeah. yeah. I think he's even just someone saying like, Oh, I don't, I don't have an ego. I'm not egoic. That feels like coming from that. You call it negative ego place. You know, like I never get angry. I've never, I never get angry. Like what, <laughs> what do you mean? You never get angry. It's just, it's just so funny. It's like, I automatically assume the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I call it negative ego because obviously the ego isn't the enemy here. The ego is a, is a useful tool when used in subservience to the higher, a higher intelligence. So the ego serves a function as we're growing up and, living through our personality it helps us to navigate the world build connections learn more about ourselves another Carl Jung quote don't know precisely what it is but it's like the first half of your life devoted to forming a healthy ego the second half let it letting it go that's mm. a very powerful quote again because it's demonstrating that we have to transition through these layers of personality to then realize that they're not serving us to let them go but we still built up healthy aspects from that as well that we can use you know we you would you wouldn't be so articulate over the camera if 
you hadn't had a good ego, right? Okay. If you just sat there meditating all day and didn't actually like communicate with people and use a healthy ego, you wouldn't even be able to be doing this. Yeah. So we need to engage the ego as a healthy companion to a higher aspect, which is in the driving seat. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't intend to remove my identity. I, will, I mean, I'm all for achieving enlightenment, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I understand that it, that's a long process and I'm not, I'm not just going to reject the ego entirely. Yeah, well said. Yeah, well, to me, the ego is simply um, the, the filter or the lens from which we interact with the world right so that there's, you, there's exactly. no you can't you can't remove it you can't have nothing there um no. but it's just about understanding it's 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 true place and 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 balance i guess exactly yeah 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 and i think that especially in current times it, it's those of us that have been able to forge this confidence in the world through our experience with the ego that are now stepping into this this role of being of service to others yeah. there are still those cultures i'm sure where they're more introspective and buddhist like in their approach and that's okay there's good elements to take from that but i think at this point in this cycle we do need to incorporate a healthy ego as well in order to reach people in the most effective way yeah man like we're here to experience something. We're here to experience reality. Like there's action involved in that. There's 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 movements, right? Everything is constantly exactly. moving. Nothing's stagnant in, in this realm God. whatsoever. So why am I going to be stagnant? Well, well, everything else is progressing regardless, right? And it's like for me, it's like as as I meet the world, I meet myself. The further I extend in the world, the deeper I can I can go within myself mm -hmm. as well, and vice versa. It, it works both ways. The deeper I go in, the further I can go out too. You know, it's just you're you're getting to know more of yourself. It's just about realizing that literally everything is constantly mirroring back to you on some deeper level what you're experiencing or what you haven't yet been willing to experience internally. Exactly. Yeah. Well said, dude. Like we're here on the three D. Yeah. To interface with physical reality through the ego. That is the thing that's connecting us to all of our experiences. And so many of us have had issues with our ego, I'm sure, to get to where we are. Mm -hmm. Like, because we're ultimately, we've probably been quite bold with our egos because we've deep down, we've known something's up. So we try to overcompensate with our egos to try and fit into the world but we didn't realize that we we were using it in an unhealthy way to drive you know these unhealthy programs that are being exploited yeah. but eventually once we attain a sufficient awareness level then we move into these dark night of the soul i always like that term for a process i think it's really accurate because it's in those moments where we realize, hang on a second, I've got this, this and that with my ego, but I don't actually give a shit anymore. I'm fed up with all this validation. I don't care if this person likes me or not. And in those moments, it's quite overwhelming because you have to just strip it all back again now and take the good bits, of course. Take the, the, the good aspects of your personality that have worked well and let the rest go. 
and then utilize those skills to fulfill a higher purpose take yeah. what's authentic about those those qualities and apply them and like you said earlier we've all got our own blueprint so what we're all going to have our own unique set of skills and everything we've done in our life is not by mistake even the worst parts maybe you've been beaten up loads of times maybe you've been bullied at school maybe oh no you haven't have you i had i was in an altercation on sunday man i'll share it with you quickly i was in a sushi restaurant picking up some sushi for my for my family and i wasn't wearing a mask so i had an exemption but she's like you wait outside so i wait outside again no no coincidences only synchronicities i'm waiting outside i see a domestic happening across the road between a man and a woman and they were both completely unhinged he was so violent. He was trying to run around the road. He was trying to assault her and hurt her. So I'm like, just instinctually, like, don't touch her, man. Don't touch her. Next thing, this guy's rage just turns towards me. Oh, my God. Just starts storming towards me across this main highway, man. I'm like, what the hell is going on now? So I just, I back into the restaurant thinking, he's not going to have the altercation in here. How wrong I was, man. He walked into the restaurant, just fucking punched me in the head. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then ran fair off. Fair play, man. Like, fair play for, for sticking... Oh, there's no choice. Yeah, there's absolutely no choice whatsoever. I mean, I didn't get, you don't expect to get punched in the head, but I mean, things happen the way they happen, you know? punches than to to walk away with the regret of having not offended someone who's helpless. So it's well worth a couple of bruises, dude. And like you said, there's no coincidence. There's only synchronicities. And it's just demonstrating to you, again, healthy ego. Like, you know, that's something you're willing to chuck yourself into where others might. And we need that kind of courageous behavior in a world like where, which is just falling into shit and losing its morals. So yeah, yeah. interesting experience for sure. Definitely, man. And, and to me, it was just like, like we, we, we just all want to testily live our lives so comfortably and not have to draw any, any discomfort towards us on, on, on any level, but that's the trap, right? That the trap is these, this, this bubble that, that, that's built around us. And we don't want the matrix to disturb us on any level. We just want to mm. live our lives in as much comfort and quote unquote normalcy as possible. But you mean to me, how, how, how can I avoid my authenticity? How can I go home with the shame of, shit someone something negative something was happening i could have done something and said something like for me that's far worse than Why worse, having, yeah. having a black eye for, for a little bit of time um exactly so this this was yeah, to- sometimes we got you know if, if the situation comes to us then it comes like there's been so many crazy stories since covid not necessarily relate to that but yeah. things like altercations about mask wearing like you said and you could take the easy route and just be like I'm not dealing with this. Fuck yeah. that. They're brainwashed. Can't be bothered. I'm walking away. But sometimes your intuition says, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge this. Yeah. And I've had it a few times. It, it, it's been minor. Generally, I've avoided any confrontation, luckily, because I've been working more on insulating my reality time on splitting. But I still have to go out and do things now and then, interact with the world. And I'm not, I'm not, removing myself completely from interacting with people and i don't see everyone as the enemy so sometimes i might run into a shop well during the lockdowns anyway it's a bit different here now because we're not really in a lockdown but who knows it's probably going to change but whatever um and there were some times when someone would say something and just their tone would be so off and i'm i'm just thinking nah sorry i'm not having that 
yeah i'm gonna give you a piece of my mind and when i'm feeling that fire and i can articulate myself so well and, and just really say what needs to be said so they can learn a lesson yeah. and I, I might tone it down after and be like look you know i didn't ask for this you've been very impolite to me you're trying to impose this rule and restriction on me it's not acceptable and i'm entitled to stand my ground so again that's a healthy application of ego that i've learned through my life learning to stand up and defend myself when necessary it's just like a form of self-defense isn't it yep and if we haven't nurtured those abilities we might not be able to cope in that situation we might internalize it and be like oh no i went into the shop today and this horrible woman at the checkout like was forcing me to wear a mask and she embarrassed me in front of the whole shop and it was humiliating and now i have to go away and deal with the shame and I would rather not come back with that feeling. I'd rather come back and be like, all right, stirred the pot a little bit, but I gave a piece of my mind. Hopefully she'll go away and reflect on it. She doesn't, then it's not my problem, but I did what I needed to do. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I, I could 100%. It's like, if you, you can't go out there and just and suppress your, your own sense of morality for the, for the sake of the collective hive mind. You know what I mean? Um, if, if, that's, if that's being challenged on some level, to me, I'm willing my right to, to, to challenge you back and to express my, my, myself from my position. Um, and, this, and having that expression to be able to stand in your truth, express your authenticity, express your deeper values and morality, it's so important for strengthening trust of self as well. Because if we just completely internalize, it's like, oh, this is how I am by myself. But you mean, I'm not actually going to represent that when I'm out in the world and, and that's being challenged. Then to me, that's, you know, that's, that's the same thing. It's, yeah, there's no congruence be. between your morals yeah. and the way that you interact and act in the world. Yeah, exactly. You have to sometimes walk the walk and not just think the think or talk the talk. Like you have to be willing to get into the warrior mode, I suppose, sometimes, because yeah. this is a battle ultimately and it's working through people in, in all kinds of ways. And ideally, we would be on a timeline where we can maneuver around that, but that's we don't live in an ideal world where we're not going to run into any confrontation. And if we do, then we have to employ the right resources to deal with it effectively. Sometimes it's better to walk away. Sometimes it's better to confront it. That's down to you in the moment. But yeah. there's no point regretting whatever you chose to do because that's what you did in the moment. And that's just a choice you're going to have to live with. 100% man and, and yeah. archetype work is really important here as well you know because these archetypes on some level are, are, are living are, are within us we can embody and call upon these archetypes if we've killed them correctly um, in certain exactly. moments and this is war time this is a period of war right it's not zen time at all no. by any means yeah yeah I like what you said about the archetypes yeah we need to bring them through us now the warrior archetype being one of them 100 yeah uh, yeah this is like it's it's not trench warfare you know we're not shooting each other but it is war don't get yeah. it twisted some people, like some people are this being is shot. a war unconscious hmm? some people are being shot yeah <laughs> exactly it's a weapon it's a bio weapon like it people queuing up to go into these health centers and jabbing themselves with gene altering substances. I don't care what anyone says. You know what? I'm just drawing synonymous to that. I don't care. That is, there's no difference. It's, it's, a, it's a death camp. It might not be an immediate, immediate 
yeah. response to it, but it, it's silent warfare, I suppose. It's a war on consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's subtle military style tactics that most people can't detect. Whereas in the world wars, it was different because you had to just conscript and fight in the army, but still the motivation behind it was still a lie, wasn't it? So yeah, things have shifted in the way that the battle manifests and the way that we have to respond to it. And if we've got that consciousness activated, then we've got the weapons, I suppose, to fight. Mm-hmm. Other people might not realize we're employing a weapon, but our mind is a very powerful weapon. Our ego, like I said, is a weapon. Yeah. Sometimes it might get a little bit physical, like in your case. That's <laughs> an obvious weapon. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good progression from the old style fighting tactic. At least we're not Vikings like axing each other to death. it's definitely a different kind of warfare i mean i would i would think you'd agree it's more psychological warfare as opposed to boots on the ground like we're coming in we're taking you down you know so Mm -hmm. it's uh it's interesting how it's playing out and so building that psychic immunity and doing the spiritual work and the shadow work is imperative yeah so like if you were fighting in the wars the people that most men in a certain age group would have had to fight if they were called up to do that you had the conscientious objectors and and some other people but you also had a few individuals living at that time i think carl jung lived during the world war i'm pretty sure he did some other great minds that somehow managed to avoid being on that battlefield is that a coincidence i don't think so so even back then the people with the the psychological power were still able to maneuver and avoid being in the trenches and now it's just a bit different. Now we need to avoid going into those jab centers. Yeah. So we, it's good to know that we do have it's, of the course. ability yeah. to maneuver this. Like we, we can, it might still be going on around us. We might be seeing hell break loose, but let's just try and make sure that we're not caught in the crossfire. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Sammy, um, anything that you'd like to leave our audience with? Um, before we wrap this one up I'll just say for anyone that's seeing the doom and gloom scenario and subscribing to these prophetic outcomes firstly to realize that a lot of these end time scenarios are engineered precisely so that we subscribe to them so don't subscribe to any other outcome than a positive timeline for your future also realize that things will get worse before they get better but like we just said you don't have to be caught up in the mess you might might be unavoidable like we said but take the lesson move on get back on track but the most important thing is that our beliefs shape our reality we might not be able to change the collective outcome at least straight away but we're not in this battle alone we're all coming together now and we're amplifying our strength and the power of high consciousness individuals is much more powerful than those living in slavery so we can take that confidence in our own ability and apply it and connect with others to bring more energetic power to help shape conditions so i I try and always maintain a good perspective in the bigger picture even though i do i'm also very acutely 
acutely aware of exactly what's going on on the ground and in the present and I don't shy away from that I'll, I'll look at things exactly as they are but when it comes to the bigger picture realize this is just the ultimate light dark battle of consciousness and this is the time juncture in, in this cycle for us to make a decision about which side of history or history we're going to be on and what side we're going to align with and let the rest take care of itself just be in the moment and let it unfold as it needs to don't fall into these predictive programs even the positive ones just hold a, a, the right belief and that trust like we said in the knowing through connecting to the body and we'll then battle we'll then cross the bridges when when they can't well said man mm. and also i wanted to just apologize for the dodgy viewing on the camera oh, no, just for funny. anyone that thought i wasn't addressing you guys properly <laughs> um, we just had a few tech issues so it just kind of came out a bit weird so yeah apologies about that thought that needed to be mentioned <laughs> you look great man you look great it's, it's been perfect man and guys, I really implore you also to go check out Sammy's website, shiftingtimeline.com. It's, it's a great, great resource. Um, and he's put a lot of work into that. And he's written a number of incredible articles and essays along the course of the past two years, which are available there for you to check out as well. Um, really, really, really incredibly articulated. Um, and you're, you're, you're working one-on-one -on -one with clients now too. Is that right, Sammy? If someone wants to reach yeah. out? Yeah, you can book a session one-on-one -on -one through the sessions tab on that website if you want. You can reach out on the contact form if you've got any queries beforehand and I'm enjoying working one-on-one -on -one with people because we're actually getting into the root of the traumas we were discussing all kinds of stuff right down to entity removal so it goes deep and we cut through many layers depending on what it is that person's to work on so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very open to that at the moment incredible man sammy thank you so much for sharing this incredible dialogue with us thank you for showing up as you are in in, in this time and in this moment um truly Thanks, we, guys. We, we, we honor your journey man and we, we honor everything everyone that's speaking truth to power at this point in time guys our listeners we appreciate you guys thanks for listening to here for the truth and we'll see you next time take care take care guys take care. all the best later smoke and mirrors i'm seeing through the illusion waking up in a the time they think you're in a delusion somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing i'm in a delorean